Okay, so this is uh, a kind of special series I want to do about education and uh, the reason why I want to talk about this now is one, um, I feel like it's a topic that everyone uh, will benefit from, whether you're an educator and you have students, if you have kids, or uh, even just yourself. Education is a topic that really is, uh, there's some fundamentals that once you know them, really make things a lot easier. Um, and two, recently I, uh, I became interested in video games, and specifically the psychology of them. Um, it, I was just wondering why, you know, video games have become something that no one foresaw that they would be. When I was a kid, playing games late 80s, early 90s, no one would have expected the video game industry to become, you know, the multi-billion dollar industry it is today. It makes more than all the other media, I believe. Um, it's insane what it's become, and it's becoming more and more as time goes on. So what is it? Even like mobile games, stupid things like Candy Crush, somehow they are, they hook us in some way, and it fascinated me, that idea. And I'd heard that they employ psychologists and addiction specialists to help them design the games, uh, and that intrigued me even further, because that means these people are like legit evil. Um, you know, they're doing it on purpose. And of course they are. And so there's a, a fair amount of research and discussion and interviews and articles um, that I've kind of begun to sift through. and. Uh, discovered that these video game people, the designers and the things, are some of them are very deep people. These are real thinkers. Um, these are genuine researchers. This is the industry that's attracting like the legit talent in the psychology game because of the amount of money that's there to be made. And it is fascinating. They're having chidushim and, uh, and insights and... Uh, it's a debates and it's just a, it's fa it's really fascinating stuff and so I've been uh, kind of hooked on those kind of thoughts and what I discovered is that obviously these people as you'll see are like legitimately evil folks but for uh, for us the the techniques that they're using and employing are actually super relevant um, what we do uh, as educators or as people that are trying to grow because let's think about what it is that they're doing what video game designers are trying to do is they're trying to construct a world right with the technology that we have now and the intensity of the gaming experience the immersiveness of it what their attempt is is to construct a world for you to enter a world for you to experience that will attract you, that will hold your attention, will engage you and hold that engagement, that'll satisfy in the long term, that's gonna, um, that you'll get so involved and engaged by this world that you'll be willing to invest hundreds of hours in some cases um, in this game uh, of your time. You're gonna be willing to undergo frustrations and stress and work now in the game where you have to go hunt your food and 
two things that uh, during regular life are considered stressful. Invest stress and, and overcome failure and difficulties and that you're going to invest money uh, in many cases in these things. Something that will grab you to that extent, not let go. They're, they're constructing a world um, for you and built around, as we'll see as we go through these classes, built around what makes you tick and what it is that we all need and we're all looking for psychologically. So as an educator, and really as any human being, that's what we're trying to do. And as what, what you're doing, you're taking this whole existence that you have, of which there are, uh, you know, at least to our perspective, endless possible ways to live here. And you're trying to construct a life for yourself that will be attractive to you, that will engage you, that'll make it worthwhile to expend hundreds of hours and your money, undergo stress and, and the difficulties of failure and frustration. All the things that the video game industry is trying to do with their games, all of us are trying to do with our lives. All of us are trying to construct some world that we can live in, that we can be satisfied by long-term, that we'll feel like is worth the investment of our time and effort and stress and money and, and, and persons, personalities. Right? This is, uh, as an educator, you're helping other people build that world for themselves, and every one of us is building that world for ourselves. Now, in a video game, if they fail, if they miss some of the recipe, and they fail to make it attractive, or they fail to give it holding power, or they fail to have a good frustration-to-success ratio, or whatever it's going to be, so okay, so the game's a failure. People don't buy it, people don't stick to it, people don't invest the money. All right, we'll make a new game, we'll invest a new one. And in our lives, unfortunately, uh, it's not as simple as that. Um, you construct a life for yourself, and if you don't know the rules, or you help someone, or you teach your kids, or your students to build lives for themselves, if you don't know the rules of what kind of lives and what kind of worlds have lasting power and can do these things, that is, uh, you're in danger of constructing worlds that will be fundamentally unsatisfying, and you'll lead to unhappy people, and many times we get stuck there. And the ability to drop it and cut your losses and build a new life, it takes a significant amount of courage and uh, an internal strength. Um, that many people are, are struggle with and uh, don't feel capable of. Okay, so these fundamentals are super important for ourselves, um, and for sure, as we introduce new generations to this world, for sure to know them in order to help them build worlds that they can live in happily, and be engaged and uh, in positive things um, that'll have lasting power for them. So I want to take the insights that these people are having in the video game industry extract them and apply them to real world okay to the real world education of kids and students and ourselves that's going to be the general uh, purpose of this uh, set of classes so there's a few topics that we're going to touch on and cover and i'm going to try to take the research um, that's been done and the insights and experiments that have been done uh, by these psychologists or the ones that they're using in their theories to explain um, the way we tick and what it is that we want. I'm going to try to tie those into Chazals, and I'm going to try not to commit the cardinal sin of, uh, of finding the theory and then finding some Chazal to twist into sounding like it's supporting it, like all pop psychology Torah books do. I'm going to try to show... Uh, 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 legit chazals, right? To show you these these tools and uh, 
um, perspectives that Chazal have shown us are matching up with the research that they have now. Um, you know, you'll call me out on it if you feel like I'm twisting things to support, uh, twisting the Torah to support what I've heard elsewhere. Please call me out because, uh, you know, I don't want to be that guy. So here's a few of the topics that I would like to cover in this short kind of course. Um, number one, I would like to talk about motivation. Uh, again, these are simple fundamentals, but there's a tremendous amount of research and understanding of how they work now. Um, things that were just theories for a very long time, for those of you that know the, know the history of psychology and stuff. So from Freud, everything was theory for a very long time. It was very, very smart people having really brilliant theories about how people work, but they were not really uh, objective in any sense. They weren't research-based. Uh, they weren't a result of, of data that they were collecting and sifting through and seeing patterns. They were just thinking. Right? It was like the original Greek philosophers who thought they could think their way into science, so that we abandoned a long time ago, realizing that science needs to be produced by experimentation and observation. So in psychology, it took a little longer, and we, for some reason, believed that you could think your way into understanding how people work. But then slowly, from really the 60s and on, uh, there was a shift, 50s and on, there was a shift to more experiment and research-based uh, psychology. And the point now, there's so much psychological data that we have, so many studies, so many experiments, so many things, um, that at this point you can really, I mean, the task now is to sift through it and find meaningful patterns amidst all the noise. That's more the job now, but the theories now can be built around reality, which makes them, even though we are not as nearly as brilliant as these men were, Freud, Adler, Jung, or these guys, you know, we're not, uh, we're not holding where they were holding mentally, necessarily, uh, but we're so much more accurate because we have so much more, so many more observations, so many more experiments, we can say truth much easier because it's right there. And we're not going to say stupid things like everything's built around sex, like Freud, because there's no research that indicates that that's true. Right? So we can be closer to the truth uh, without expending nearly as much mental effort. So, but there's still, it's still very deep stuff. So one thing we're going to talk about is motivation and what... Um, what research has to say about that, what the current psychological models have to say about that. And so we'll get into internal motivations and external motivations. Um, and the chazals, the, the obvious chazals that are going to be teaching us about that are going to be the ideas of lo lishma and lishma, mitoch shelo lishma, balishma, and we'll be using the Chobos Hovavos' model for that. Um, and we'll tie those ideas together. That'll be one um, discussion. A second discussion is going to be, uh, we're going to talk about failure and perspectives on failure and how failure is, uh, can be destructive or um, at least a deterrent to further progress and further growth and perspectives on failure that um, allow failure to be, uh, if not constructive, then at least not a, uh, at least not a, uh, a deterrent to, our, to developing further and continuing to try and to move forward. Um, and there we'll have Chazals and the way Chazal uh, related to the failure of us, right? To the fact that we are uh, a mess spiritually and that we continue to struggle to live up to the truths, uh, even the truths that we know. Right? So Chazal have ha had some very poignant phrases that they have to explain what's going on. And we'll see how that matches up, if and how uh, that matches up. 
Uh, a third discussion I want to have is going to be about the difference between uh, interest and attraction um, in terms of activities. Right? Uh, things that you get interested in, things that you're attracted to to try to try something or do a particular thing, and how that differs from long-term satisfaction, uh, how those things differ and how they compare and what the rules are for this stuff. And um, that's actually going to tie in oddly to some discussion that's Ferris Yisrael and the Maharal in Mesechus Avos about the fundamental relationships that define us. Um, that's actually a very exciting uh, topic. There's a tremendous amount of insight. And please God, my idea is that when we go through this, first of all, we'll have a great appreciation for these Chazals um, and the truths that they were pointing to um, that we can now verify. Uh, and also, they really are, they have helped me already in my own perspective and the way that I'm relating to what's going on and my ability to help other people through the different stages of their own development. Um, I've already learned a lot uh, that is instantly applicable. So please, God, um, I don't know how often I'll post it or, or when, but please, God, in these series of Shurim, okay, if you're not into this kind of stuff, so... I have no idea if you people listen to this, these things or not. But if you have any interest in the psychology here, and uh, for sure if you're an educator of any kind, definitely worth listening, even if you're just, uh, even just to argue with me, opening these topics is for sure uh, going to be of benefit to everyone. And I hope you guys enjoy it uh, as much as I have.